my friends, and welcome to Worship for Carmen United Church on February 7th of 2020. I'm the pastor of this church, Reverend Nick Phillips, and I'm so glad you've joined us for worship this day. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that even though we are apart, we come together to worship you, the creator of all things, the lover of all hearts, and the savior of all our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. And it reads, And immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed 
and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and he found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather around your word for us today, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I've had a bit of an interesting week, kind of fun, as I watched a business grow from what if to what now. You see, over the last few months, I've been working with a trio of entrepreneurs to launch a website for their newly formed business. They make clothing with messages meant to inspire strength in people, and in particular, black people. Well, we launched their website on Monday, coinciding with the start of African Heritage Month, and I don't know that they were ready for the response they received. You may have seen or heard their story over this past week. They were, they were in the Cape Breton Post. They were on CTV Live at 5. They were on CBC Information Morning. They've made the rounds, and they're making sales. Now, I'm not sure they were ready for all the attention they have received. Although, from the very beginning, I knew that they were going to get attention. They have a great business idea. They have a powerful message that they want to share. They have an audience, and they have a market, and they're also a feel-good story that so many of us want to hear about. All of a sudden now, they're in the limelight. They're getting attention. People want to interview them, and they're slowly adjusting to this new reality, which is something they're not quite used to in their lives. So it's going to be quite exciting to see what comes for them as they grow their business, as they continue to launch new products, as they go into new marketplaces. And who knows, maybe they'll even need to expand at some point. We all love a good news story, don't we? I mean, we love the, the, the energy, the, the buzz it creates in our community. And that this business is based in Whitney Pier, it's always good to hear great stories coming out of the pier. When we look at the Gospel of Mark from today, we're reading another feel-good story. One that leads to a bit of a different outcome, though, than what we might expect. This story flows directly upon what we looked at last time, where Jesus, he was teaching in the synagogue, and a man came to him who was possessed by demons, and, and Jesus cast out those demons. Jesus leaves the synagogue, and then he goes to the home of Simon and Andrew, and with them come James and John. As they enter this home, the expectation is that the women of the home will serve the men. But Simon's mother-in-law, she's not feeling well. She cannot serve. She's lying in bed with a bad fever, we're told. No doubt with all the excitement that's going on throughout the day, as Jesus comes into the house, she would love to be out there in his presence. But she just doesn't have the strength to get up. So instead, Jesus goes to her. He walks to her bedside. He takes her up by the hand and lifts her up to her feet. And as she stands 
the fever leaves her. And then she rushes off to serve. Now remember, this is the cultural custom of the day. The women serve the men. This is a patriarchal society, and women take their role of serving the men uh, seriously, joyfully, faithfully. The world, of course, is a different place now. Women have places in governments, in boardrooms, universities, in classrooms. They're entrepreneurs, they're inventors, they're creators. There is no place where women should be unwelcome or unable to work. Sometimes people look at a statement, uh, a scriptural verse like this and think, or they'll even say it. See, Jesus even says women should be serving the men. And when you look at the context of what is happening, of the culture, uh, they are correct. But the culture of society today is very different than 2,000 years ago. And in my opinion, that's a good thing. Today, Jesus might lift up the, the sick woman, heal her, and then maybe she'll head off to teach at a university. Or go to a boardroom. Or who knows? And this should be just, accept, just as acceptable today as the woman serving 2,000 years ago. Interestingly, uh, we never hear the woman's name. And when you look through the Bible, you don't hear a lot of women named, unless they're significant to the overall story. Yet, when you look at Simon's mother-in-law, I believe she is significant. I think it's significant that she remains unnamed. She remains unnamed to show she is an ordinary woman. And in knowing this, there is meaning. Who has Jesus come for? Did he come for the elite, for the religious leaders, for the, the, for the powerful, the rich? Mark is telling us that he has come, Jesus has come, for the ordinary person. The person who doesn't need to be named because they don't have any kind of authority or position that is really worth knowing. Simon's mother-in-law is a woman just like any other woman. Any other woman that Jesus would have encountered on his travels. If Mark names her, then he'd have to name every other person that Jesus encountered over these three years. And so Mark, the, the shortest gospel that we have, would have needed a lot more words. It would have been a lot longer to contain this new information we would have required about everyone that Jesus encounters. Now most of us will never reach the, the highest levels of society. Although I've been considering brushing up on my French. You know, just in case the prime minister calls to fill a certain vacancy in the governor general's office, you know, just in case. But really though, how many of us are going to be on the news on a regular basis? How many of us are going to take positions where we get to rub elbows with the important people of this world? How many of us are going to be CEOs of Fortune 500 companies? Now this may be a sad reality for us to, to accept, but most of us really are just going to spend our lives among the ordinary. Just think about how many kids play hockey in our community. Hundreds of them. How many of those kids are going to go on to play professionally, whether it's the NHL or some other professional league? Well, practically none of them. That's how it is in most career paths. Only a tiny percentage 
of us will reach the highest pinnacles of our chosen lifestyle. And even though my friends in Whitney, in the Whitney, in, in Whitney Pier, they have a great business idea, the reality is they're not going to have a store in every mall of North America. That's just the reality of life. Then when we turn and, and look at Jesus, we, spent, we see he spent no time with the elite of his day. Instead, he walked among the streets, going into modest homes and, and healing ordinary people who lived in them. People just like us. As the day went on, word spread where Jesus could be found. We read that at sundown, people started showing up and bringing the sick and the possessed to him. We read that the whole city had gathered around the house as he healed them and cast out demons. The people waited until sundown. Why did they do this? Now remember, going back to last time, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue that morning before he went to Simon's house. This means that this is the Sabbath day. So by waiting until sundown, they were waiting until the start of the new day. Because Jewish customs are that the day goes from sundown to sundown. For us, it's kind of sunrise to sunrise. For them, it's sundown to sundown. So once sundown comes, they were able to do their work and request that Jesus work by healing their loved ones at the start of the new day, after the, soul, after the Holy Sabbath has ended. There's an interesting phrase that Mark is using when he writes, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and, and cast out many demons. Mark says, Jesus healed many and cast out many demons. He doesn't say all, as some of the other Gospels uh, have written. This, I suppose, may be a bit of a more real, realistic view, I suppose, of what Jesus did, especially knowing that a whole city has shown up at his door around sunset after a busy day. Then the next morning, Jesus gets up early and goes to find a place to pray by himself, a place described as desolate. And when the disciples finally find him after searching and searching, they want him to come back to the house so he can finish the job that he started before. And so what does Jesus say? He says, let's go to the next town. That's why I came out here. So we've only looked at 11 verses today. But we can see there's a whole lot we need to unpack. This is somewhat typical of the Gospel of Mark. He, he progresses us through the story very quickly. With a great pace and there's so much to absorb. We just need to stop once in a while and think about what we just read. In the end, there's much for us to consider in these 11 verses. When we read this story. What do we learn? We learn Jesus came for the ordinary. He came to teach them, to heal them, to free them. He came for those whose names are forgotten. Not important enough to, to bother remembering. How many of us will have our names written in the great history books of this century? Jesus, he, he came for people just like us. He came to teach you, to heal you, and to free you from your sin. When Jesus got up to leave before people thought he was finished, he did so because 
there's too much attention. He told the demons to be silent because they knew his name. They know who he is. Being a celebrity is not what Jesus came to this earth to be. He didn't travel by a private jet or a helicopter from stadium to stadium. Jesus walked from village to village, home to home, street by street, person to person, in order to spread the love of his Father to God's children. Being a Christian, being a disciple of Jesus, is not about seeking fame. It's about humility and a willingness Willingness, willingness to spend time with the ordinary, everyday people. We too must avoid the temptation to seek fame and riches over serving God and serving others. Jesus, he could have easily stayed right where he was. Be the local hero and just wait for the crowds to come to him. But that's not God's way. God's way is to reveal himself and to show his love to each person, one at a time, building relationships. We can also learn from Jesus that we need to accept our limitations. If Jesus could not heal everyone, then how can we? And in those moments when you find ourselves in the chaos of busyness or the temptation to seek fame and popularity, to, to think that we have to heal everybody, we can follow the example of Jesus and, and, and step away. Go to the remote place, the deserted place, and, and pray. And reconnect with our Father in Heaven. And let Him remind us and show us how He wants us to live and serve. And finally, we learn from this example that when Jesus comes to ordinary people, the forgettable, the unnamed, we realize that what He did by healing them and casting out their demons, there is no way any of them could repay them, repay Him for the freedom they have received. Absolutely none. When we consider the work we do in the name, in his name as individuals and as the church, we too must follow his example of serving those who cannot repay. We too are those ordinary unnamed people of history who have received a gift from Jesus that we cannot possibly repay ourselves. So we must not expect others to repay if we cannot My friends, may we be ordinary, forgettable people in the history of this world. We may be that. But Jesus has not forgotten us. He has come so we may know the love of our Father in heaven and the freedom he brings. May we receive this gift from our Savior who gave his life for our own. And may we live in the example he lays before us. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Would you join me in a time of prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the gift of life that you have given to us. That by the example of Jesus, we know that he has come to love and serve just the ordinary person. People like us. People who who fail. People who, who make mistakes. People who feel unwanted and loved. God, we know that Jesus has come to fill those gaps in our lives so that we, we may feel loved, that we, we may know we have value, but not an earthly value, a heavenly value, a value that is important to your kingdom, 
and not the, the, the kingdom of this world. So Lord, work within us, we pray, that we will receive the gift that Jesus brings by giving his life for our own, that we may learn from him, be healed by him, and grow in him. Lord, we also lift up to you today the prayers of our hearts as we pray for those we love, for our family, for our loved ones and neighbors. God, may you, for those who are sick, may you bring healing. For those who are cold, may you bring warmth. For those who are hungry, may you bring sustenance. For those who are afraid, may you bring comfort and strength. For those who mourn, may you bring peace. Lord, we just pray for those in our community, in our lives, that need your healing presence today. Lord, we pray for our new uh, premier of Nova Scotia that's been selected this weekend. Lord, may you fill him with your spirit. May he see the gaps in our society where you would have us step in and bring healing and service to those ordinary people who are in need. Lord, we continue to pray against the pandemic that there would be a healing, that great healing that takes place. We pray that the virus will be, uh, that the, that the um, vaccine will be in great abundance so that we all may be made safe and well and healed and protected. Lord, we ask your blessing upon all that we do. We ask you to bless our families, to bless our community, to bless our province, our nation, our world. May there be no more wars. May there just be love and sharing. May there be no um, great gap between wealth and poverty. Lord, may we come together as one society, honored to be called your children. And may we come together under Jesus Christ, who shows us how to live, to share, and to heal, and to teach, and, and just to walk with those who are around us. Lord, inspire us, encourage us, redirect us. Just be with us as we seek to serve you in this world. Lord, we pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.